just remember the promise and reward if we hold on to judgment day. Pray all day, pray all night. Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 74 of the Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. For it may be, those whom you see to be fallen away never had any other than a form of godliness and never had more than the common graces and gifts of the Spirit. For if they were quite fallen from the faith, it is because they were never soundly of the faith. 1 John 2.19 Moreover, grant some of them who are fallen had saving grace. May they not, with David, Psalm 51, and Solomon, Ecclesiastes, recover their falls. This you should hope and pray for, rather than by occasion of their falls to trouble yourself with false and fruitless fear. Number four, fears of apostasy in times of persecution. Lastly, some yet fear that if persecution should come because of the word and religion which they profess, they should never hold out, but shall fall away. Do you thus fear? Then buckle close unto you the complete armor with the girdle of sincerity. Exercise yourselves beforehand at your spiritual weapons. With all watchfulness, preserve your peace with God, under whom, at such times, you must shelter yourselves, and by whose power it is that you must stand in that evil day. Ephesians 6, 11, 13, 14. But know that a child of God need not fear persecution with such discouraging and distrustful fear. Neither should you, for this will but give advantage to your enemies of all sorts and will make your hands feeble and your hearts faint. Raise up your spirits and chase away your fears thus. Consider the goodness of your cause. Consider the wisdom, valor, and power of him that has already redeemed you with his blood, who has already led captivity captive, who is your champion and has engaged himself for you until he has brought you to glory. I mean Christ Jesus, who is Lord of hosts, under whose banner you fight in the whole Christian warfare. Consider likewise the faithfulness of God's promise made to all his children concerning his presence and help in time of persecution, commanding them not to take a thought concerning it, having promised to give them a mouth and wisdom which all their adversaries shall not be able to resist. Luke 21, 14, 15. 
consider last of all. The blessed experience which the holy martyrs have had of God's love and help according to his promise in their greatest persecutions and fiery trials. Observe the wisdom and courage of those who in their own nature were but simple and fearful. Read the Book of Martyrs next after the scriptures for this purpose. And through God's grace, though you were naturally as fearful as hares, when you shall be called to it, you shall be as courageous as lions. It is not hard for you to know now whether you shall be able in time of persecution to stand fast and not fall away. If you now, in the peace of the gospel, can deny yourselves in your lusts through love to God and for conscience sake towards him and can rather part with them than with the sincere adherence to Christ, then you shall be able and you will deny yourselves in the matter of your life if you be put to it in time of persecution rather than deny Christ. For this first is as difficult as the latter and the same love to God and conscience of duty which does now uphold you and bear you through the one will then rather uphold you and bear you through the other. For in times of trial and suffering for his name, you may look for his more special assistance. Wherefore, I wish all who are troubled with false fears to rest satisfied in these answers to their doubts, and I would have them give over calling their election, God's love, their justification, or their final perseverance into question, but rather fill yourselves with hope and assurance of God's favor. I speak still to burdened consciences, comforting yourselves therein, abounding in thanksgiving to God for what you have, rather than repining in yourselves for what you want. Number five, fears arising from the deceitfulness of the heart removed. Yet I know there are some, as if they were made all of doubting, will object. My heart is deceitful. I doubt all is not. I doubt all will not be well with me. If your heart be deceitful, why then do you believe it when it casts in these doubts? And why do you trust to it more than unto the evidence of the word of God and the judgment of his faithful ministers who, by the word, give most satisfying resolutions to your doubts, which also administer unto you matter of assured hope and comfort. Number six, 
Doubts from present weakness and fears answered. Another will say, I do even faint in my troubles and in my fears, and I am ready to give all over. What shall I do? What would you have me to do? Your case is not singular. Many others have been and are in this case. It is no otherwise with you than it was with the psalmist and Jonah. Do as they in that case did. First, give not over, but remember God. Call upon him. Give him no rest. Secondly, trust on him and wait until you have comfort. Psalm 27, 23, 24. That holy man of God said, My flesh and my heart fails, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73, 26. Likewise, Jonah I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again towards thine holy temple. Jonah 2, 4, 7. And again, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came up unto thee into thine holy temple. That is, as if he had said unto God, I prayed unto thee in the name of Christ, and thou didst hear me. When you walk in the darkness of affliction and inward discontent, he to whom God gave the tongue of the learned to speak a word in due season to him that is weary, gives you counsel, saying, Who is among you that fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant that walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Isaiah 50, 4 and 10, Psalm 27, 23 and 24. Observe it. He that fears the Lord and obeys his voice yet may be in darkness and have no light. What darkness is this? But that's spoken of verse 4, viz, an afflicted weary soul, without light or comfort. And men, thus distressed, must trust in the Lord and stay upon their God. 7. Fears of not enjoying the promises for not sufficiently performing the conditions. Yet, these poor souls who, whether they should be sharply reproved or pitied more, is hard to say. I am sure they deserve both, will yet object strongly. It is true. They that fear God and obey him may trust in the Lord and stay upon God. And he has made most rich promises to them that know him and do fear and obey him. See? Here is a promise with condition, saith one. I must fear the Lord. I must obey him. I know God will do his part if I could do mine, but these I do not. What warrant then have I to look for comfort 
or anything at God's hand, for his promises belong not to me. I know well that with this doubt the devil does much perplex the afflicted souls of many of God's dearest children, and by it keeps off all the remedies which God's word can afford, so that they fasten not upon them to do them good. For the propositions of the word are easily assented unto, but all the matter lies in the application to the wound. It is still put off with, This is true which you say, but it belongs not to me, for I do not fulfill the condition required on my part. Wherefore, that I may, by God's help, fully satisfy this doubt and quite remove this scruple of scruples, it must be carefully observed that God makes some promises with condition and that he makes some absolute promises without any condition on man's part. Would you know what promises only are made with condition to be fulfilled on man's part and what promises are absolute? Know that many promises in the word concern the end of man's faith, which is salvation itself, and the recompense and reward of well-doing, whether corporal or spiritual, whether it be temporal or eternal. These are made with condition, namely to those and only to those who believe in the name of God and that love, fear, and obey him. For it does not consist with the wisdom and holiness of God to bestow heaven and his good blessings upon any until they be thus qualified and made meet to receive them. Know secondly, and observe it diligently, that there are many promises in the word which concern God's free giving, the said grace of fear and obedience required as means to obtain the former promises of good things, even an ability to perform the condition in the forementioned promises. I mean not such a power as that they may fulfill the condition if they will, or if they will not, they may choose. But God has made absolute promises to give men power actually to will and to do the things required in the conditional promises in such a manner that he will accept both will and deed, and in some cases the will for the deed, so as to fulfill those his conditional promises of salvation, etc. Hebrews 8.10, Philippians 2.12 that you may understand me fully, I will instance in some of the chief promises in this kind made to every member of Christ without exception. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, that is, 
with the whole church of God. Hebrews 8.10, a new covenant, and I will put my law into their inward parts and write it in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Jeremiah 31.31.33 He does not say he will be their God if they will be his people, but saith absolutely. They shall be my people. This concludes episode 74 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk. Ready?